Okay, so uh, so first of all, big yashakayach to uh, to Chaim Rothstein and his Revison for sponsoring. Really, uh, pretty much like kind of the whole Shabbos, I think, was the Kiddush and uh, Shal Shudas. And this morning, Shabbos for them, for the whole Mishpacha, all of all of Kali Okay, so uh, just to continue, really off of the um, off of uh, something we we were talking a little bit about a couple of weeks ago. So he mentioned that where we're holding in Sefer Yeshua is really uh, a transitional point in the entire Sefer. It's really a, mid, a midpoint to the whole Sefer, which is that until now, from the beginning of Sefer Yeshua until, until right now, Parakid Beis, it's really been about seven years of conquest. It's been seven years where Yeshua Benun, with the armies of the Jewish people, have been conquering Eretz Yisrael. And now what we're about to transition into are another seven years of of, uh, of Yishuv, of settling the land, of dividing up the land amongst the Shvatim, and settling in Eretz Yisrael. That's 14 years altogether, seven of Kibush, seven of Chiluk, of dividing up the land, and so on. And so the, the, the end of, of this parak sort of sums up the last seven years, and it says the following thing, that over this past period of time, Yishuv Benun has been conquering city-state after city-state in Eretz Yisrael, right? We, we saw, it didn't go through all the, the prati pratim of, of every story of every particular conquest, we well, had some major events, you know, again, uh, starting from Yericha and so on. And so the Pasuk says, it lists all the kings that Yishuvan had conquered, and it's 31 altogether, 31 kings of Eretz Canaan. And that's, uh, that's, that was what Yishuvan had conquered. And now the next seven years, of, seven years of Chiluk, of dividing up land in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so, <clears throat> so um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that it's good to think about this Indian of, of Eretz Yisrael, Be'ashkach HaPratis, that it's a Malchus of 31 kings that had to be conquered and turned into Malchus Yisrael, and turned into Malchus Yisrael. Now we know as a principle that um, nothing's a coincidence, obviously. That's, that's obvious nothing's a coincidence. And, and everything, and Zelum HaZasolukim, what seems to be, if, if, let's put it this way, if the Malchus, if the, if the Malchus of Canaan were 31 Malch, Malachim altogether, it must be that even Malchus Yisrael, which obviously is removing the, Malch, the, 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 the kings of Canaan and replacing with Malchus Yisrael, but it must be in Pinimius that Malchus Yisrael is deeply connected with this number 31. It must be connected to that. And that's why Bashkach HaPratis, you know, the klip is Kedemus Lepri, right? Vahi Erev, Vahi Biker. The klip, whenever there's a, there's a truth that comes into the world, the first expression of that emes is always Bebechinas Klipa. It's always in a negative way. And then Mamela, with time, the truth emerges. So this Indian of Malchus Eretz Yisrael is connected with the number 31. It's just that it, in its unripened version, it was the 31 kings of Canaan. And its ripened version, it's the king of Malchus Yisrael, of David Melch and so on. But somehow it's also, it must be connected to, this, to the number 31. So that's what we're going to be learning this morning, the Indian of 31. Now, the number 31 is very significant. One of the Shemus, Shainim Nimchokim, one of the names of Hashem, is what? Is the Shem Kel. It's the Shem Kel. Kel is Gmachir 31. So let's spend for a few minutes investigating the Indian of the Shem Kel, and we'll see how this is connected to the Indian of Malchus based David. Okay, but we'll start with the following way. Take a look at Marmuk number one. There's a Rambam in Hilchus Malachim. Rambam Hilchus Malachim, Perak Beis, Alacha Hey. The Rambam says a very interesting halacha regarding. Uh, how the king conducts himself vis-a-vis other people. And there's a shtickle, um, uh, there, there's, there, there's a problem with this Ramam to a certain degree. Take a look inside. The Ramam says like this, says the Ramam, halacha number one, whenever a king wants to speak to someone, 
that person has to present themselves to the king. So the person, you can't, you know, if a person, you know, I want a meeting with someone, so the guy's like, you know, I'm busy, call me back in two weeks. There's no such thing by the king. If the king makes a request that he wants to meet you, then you show up. That's, that's the way it is. Everyone comes to the king, and the king doesn't have to go to your office. You know, you come to him. So everyone comes to the king, when the king wants. And how, oh, fine, so now that the, the person comes to the king, what should the Tzuras Satvarim be? They stand before the king, and they bow down on the floor in Hachna uh, and cover to the king. Now, says the Rambam, this is true for the average citizen. This is even true for a Navi. Even a Navi, when they come to the king, also the, 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 the Navi stands, bows down to the king out of respect. Shenemri quotes a Pasuk, says, Hine Nasen HaNavi. There's a whole mice over there with Nasan Navi had to come to David and Melech. It says in Pasuk, Nasan Navi comes. We, and by the way, I, we mentioned this one one of the previous sermons here for Yeshua that we, I brought from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, that Rabbi Yaakov said that in Tanakh there's a difference between Navi and Han Navi. That ha, an average Navi, an average Navi, uh, Stam Navi is called Navi. Han Navi was a specific Navi that his job was to be Madrich the king, to give Adrachah to the king, to give Musa to the king if necessary. That's Han Navi. So even Nasan Han Navi still comes to the king when the king wants and has to bow down. But COVID, that's the Allah. Fine. That's so far, that's the Ram. Now the Ramah goes on to say that although that's the general halacha, that, that, that mitzad yiras, mitzad emas amalchus, mitzad kavod of the king, the halacha is that when the king makes a request, you come. And when you come, you stand, you bow down, but then you remain standing. But nevertheless, says the Ramah Chiddush, but mitzvah lamelech lechabi lamditayr. But however, if a Talmud Chacham is uh, visiting the king, so even though technically what we said until now is without exception, a Navi, uh, the halach is, that the, 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 the halachas of Kavid Malchus dictate that the person comes when the king requests and bows down and stands before the king, be'em of a but there's a mitzvah on the melech, though, however, to sort of act differently when it comes to Lom de Tyre. Says the Rambam, an example, let's say the Sanhedrin come to the Melech, Chachmi Yisrael, so So now, even though technically what should be is that they should stand before the king with respect and bow down to him, but says the Rambam, but there's a mitzvah on the king to do differently, and he should stand before them, the Yeshiv Mitzaydai, and when he's talking to them, he should have them sit next to him, which is, uh, that's usually Bizayin in the covet of the Melech, you know, the definition of a king is that he's higher than everyone else. But for Lord Torah, there's a mitzvah on the melech to do differently, to be mechabed them. The Ram gives an example. This is what Yehoshaphat, the king of Yehuda, used to do. Even not for Sanhedrin or Chachmi Yisrael, in our vernacular, Talmud Chacham means a Talmud Chacham, you know? But technically, a Talmud Chacham means a student of a Chacham, not the Chacham himself, right? So even a Talmud Chacham, Hayyayimid Mekisai, the Melech Yeshafat would get up from his throne, Umenashkai, he would kiss him, the Kairle Rabbi Umayri, and he would call him Rabbi Umayri. So this is something. Now says the Rambam, but you should know, this kind of exception somewhat that the king is Mechabed, Loim de Torah, and Talmud Chacham, and so on. That's only That's only when they're in private. When it's just the king with the chacham. So then, even though technically the chacham should be mechabi the melech, but it's a mitzvah the melech to be mechabi the tamar chacham. But that's all that's true. It's when they're betzina, when they're private. So hu v'avod, if it's just him and then his servants, a small little assembly. So yasa betzina. This is how it can be privately. Al beferhes if they own when everybody's now out in the open, everyone else is watching. Then the king shouldn't uh, shouldn't uh, be mechabed in such a way that Talmud Chacham. 
he should go with the regular approach, which is that the Talmud Chacham bows to him in that way. The king should not stand up for anyone. And even his speech shouldn't be in a, in a humble way. He has to speak uh, strongly. And he shouldn't give any special titles. No uh, Rebbe, something, Admar, whatever. You call everyone by their name. It's a Chiddush, you call everyone by their name. The, the Melech in the Farhesia in public shouldn't give any covet to anyone else. Ella Bishmayu, Al Kadesh Yerasi, Belay of Hakos, in order that there should be an Amos Amalchus, a year of the king, a uh, fear of the king for everyone. That's the, that's the Rambam. Okay, so notice what the Rambam is telling us as follows is that there's, it, it's a very difficult halacha to figure out. Again, on the one hand, we know the halacha is Saim Tas Melech Melech. It's one of the mitzvahs of Tyra. It's not just to have a king. But the shetei mosay aleichem that there's a, there's a mitzvah of honoring the king of having fear of the king of all of the king like the Rambam said and part of that is that uh, everyone that comes before the king has to bow down to him and act and stand up before him and and, and, and pay homage to the king that's that's from the you know uh, from chusi erech from shayvim imecha you know until reshechem shevtechem it applies to everybody <coughs> and we know the Allah is the Rambam tells us and it's a little bit before this. <coughs> Melch can't be Michael in his covet. Yet, Afal Pekin, the Rambam says it's Chiddush. With that being said, when it comes to Talmud Chacham, there's a mitzvah on the king to talk, uh, be Mechabi the king, the Talmud Chacham. So, first of all, it's a Pella. What type of Indian is this? I understand there's a mitzvah to be Mechabi the Talmud Chacham, but there's also a mitzvah to be Mechabi the Navi, but there's a mitzvah of, of Kavid Malchus. And a Melch can't be Michael in his covet. So, what, how do we. How do we explain this? On the one hand, there's the mitzvah of Amos HaMalchus, Saim Tasim Melech HaMelech, and the Melech can't be Meichel and his covet. Yet there's this Indian that the Melech himself, mitzvah on the Melech, to be Mechabit, the Talmud Chacham. And the Talmud Chacham should accept the covet. So it's like a funny thing. So you want to say, the, Talmud, the, 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 the Melech has a chiv to be Mechabit, the Talmud Chacham. The, the Talmud Chacham has a chiv to be Mechabit, the Melech. So they should just continue on. Lol Miyad, no, you first. No, you first. You know, so we have to understand what is this Indian that all of a sudden when it comes to Talmud Chacham, the mitzvah Melech is ready pushed to the side because of the covet of a Talmud Chacham. And if that's true, why is it only B'tzinah? The Rabbi says, this is, and all that is also only when it's in private. When it's B'farhesia, then you can't do it. So, I mean, so, so is it a real thing? Is it an unreal thing? Uh, is the covet of a Talmud Chacham trumping the covet of, a, of, of the king? If so, then well, what's this chilek with sin or b'fehesi? If that's the din, that's the din. And if it's not, and, 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 if, and, if, and if the covet of the king trumps it, then why b'tzin is it okay? Have to make sense of this halacha. Okay, so put that to the side. Now let's go back to what we're talking about over here. So I mentioned, we're going to learn about this shame kale, the name kale, 31, shame kale. So it's like this. <clears throat> Take a look at Marmokka number two. This is a Beis Yosef in Orachayim, some Kuf Peites. So the Beis Yosef is talking about the Nusach of Benching. We know in Benching there's a fourth brach. I mentioned this Nakuda once before on the Shabbos. So this Nakuda will be a little chazar for those that have a good memory. So I can barely remember it. So, okay. So I don't feel so bad. So it's like this. In the, we have the, in ben, the fourth brach of Benching starts a new bracha, right? The bracha of Atayv HaMetev. And so on and so forth. So the, the bracha, the usual opening of a bracha, and it begins, and so on and so forth, until Ayyichasreinu. So the Beis Yosef in Simon Kuf Peitas is dealing with the question as follows, is that 
it's a very funny thing that the bracha, it has the, the normal beginning, bracha to Hashem, and how does it begin? With the name Hakel. Hakel, Avinam Hakeinam, and so on. So the Beis Yosef says like this, Kazav Eid Avudraham. He quotes from Avudraham the, the, the following thing, Vagam Ein Loi Merakel. Says the Vudraham, one should not, in the Nusach of, of Benching, you should not have the, name, the word Hakel in the beginning of that bracha. Why? Darmin and Alakeinam. Because what is the name Kel? Says the Vudraham, the name Kel is just a shortening or a derivative of the name Elokeinu, right? Elokim, the shayrish of the, of the word Elokim is the name Kel. So no, you just said, Baruch atah Hashem Elokeinu melech oilam. You just described Hashem as Elokeinu. We need to say Hakel for it. So it's just, uh, it, 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 it's, it's unnecessary. So says the Vudraham, such a nosich is incorrect. You should take out the word Hakel. You're not adding anything new. You already, said, you already described Hashem as Kel with the word Elokeinu. Says the Beis if that's from the Vudraham, the Chen Kosov of Amram, and this is also, in fact, what we find in the Siddur of Amram Goyen. This is an old, one of the oldest terms we have from Rav Amram Goyen. That Rav Amram Goyen also made this point, maybe not by benching, but Rav Amram Goyen made this point by Purim. We know that the bracha after, after uh, Kriyas and Megillah is, Bracha to Hashem al-Kainam al-Cha'ilam, Hanakim es nikmaseinu, the whole Nusach over there. So there was an old Nusach of that bracha that it started with the word Hakel. So says Rav Amram Goyen regarding the bracha of uh, after Mikra Megillah that one should not say the name Kel for the same reason that the Vudraham gives for benching. Why would you say the name Kel? You already described Hashem as Elokeinu, which is the same thing. So you're just repeating yourself unnecessarily. So that's what the Beis Yosef brings. So the Avudraham says this point by benching. That the name Kel is a derivative of Elokim, and there's no reason to say it after you already mentioned the name Elokeinu. That's the Beis Yosef. He quotes from, again, the Avudraham and Rav Amram Goyen. Miu, however, says the Beis Yosef, in the Nusach of the Rambam, when it comes to benching, Obviously, the Rambam disagrees. And in the Nusach of the Rambam, the word Kel is taka mentioned in the fourth bracha benching, which is the our Nusach, that's our minik. But what we see from Beis Yosef is that L'chaira, these two brachas, of, 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 of the fourth bracha benching and the bracha after Mikra Megillah, it's the same issue. Should you say the name Kel? Should you not say the name Kel? It's the same issue. The issue is, it seems to be just repeating basically the name Elokeinu. So, do we want to do that or not? Okay, so Avud Ram and Rav Ram are going to say, no, there's no reason to do that. The Nusach of the Rambam says, why not? Say the name Kel. But L'chaira, the Beis Yosef, the way the Beis Yosef is presenting it is that there shouldn't be a chilek, though, between benching and Mikra Megillah. It's the same, it's the same discussion. What's amazing is, is that the Armenic is taka to separate. What's our Nusach by benching? Our Nusach by benching is the name Kel. The, the name Kel, the Nusach of the Rambam. When it comes to the bracha of after Mikra Megillah, <coughs> so we don't add in the name Kel. This is not just our minig, this is talk of the minig of the tour. The tour in Shulchan Aruch, in Ilchas Benjing, records the Nusach of the Rambam, that you, name, that you say the word, the word Kel. When it comes to, however, the halachas of Mikra Megillah, in Maramokka number three, in tour, Tafresh Sadi Beis, the tour brings down Rav Amram Gun. Kasa Rav Amram Zayel, Lo Yamrin, and Akel, Aravis Rivenu, Darmin and Elokeinu, because you already said Elokeinu. So all of a sudden, we now have this funny thing. Again, the Bes Yosef is presenting, it's one issue. The issue is, the name Kale is a derivative of Elokeinu. So, should we say Kale after we already said Elokeinu or not? So, Avud Ram Ravam 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 say no. The Nusach Ravam says yes. Okay, 
So that's, that's the issue, but it should be both for benching and both for Mikra Megill, the same discussion. All of a sudden, the tour in Araminic is talking out like that. When it comes to benching, we say the name Kale. But when it comes to Mikra Megillah, the, the tour makes a point, we don't say the name Kale. Because it's just an extension of Elokeinu. So which one is it? Okay, so it's like this. In Primis Atar, we're taught that, that even though this, it's the same letters, Aleph Lamed, the same, the same shame Kale, it's two different Shemus Akhtarishim. There are two different Shemus Akhtarishim that are... That, look, that sound the same, look the same, you know, quacks like a duck and so on, but it's not the same. There's one, there's one, uh, there is a need of, every shame that we have is capturing, so to speak, or being a kli, being a conduit for some midah elokis, for some divine attribute, for some divine midah. There is a midah, the Rabbi Mishra, which is called midah saddin, which is called uh, a, a way for the Rabbi Mishra to show that he's the balabas. And so that is when we say the name of Lakim. What's the name of Lakim? So there is an aspect of the name Kel, which can be a derivative of the shame of, of the shame of Lakim. That's true. But there's altogether a different Indian of the shame of the shame of Lakim. It says in Pasuk, Chesed Kel Kalayan. Chesed Kel Kalayan. Which means that at the same time, the shame Kel can be seen as a derivative of the name of Lakim. But the shame Kel also has a completely its own independent and different identity, which is an Indian of Chesed. But not Stam Chesed. A chesed that kol hayoyim. Chesed kel kol hayoyim. What does that mean? What's this Indian of the shame kel as it is in the midah chesed? Because we have other... The, the, there's something unique. There's something unique to the shame kel when it comes to chesed. So take a look. In Maramakah number four, this is from the, the Sefer Mavish Aram, from the Ria Kaddish. So it's in Shardal of Chilik Beis. Now the Rizal over here is talking about the Indian of eating. The Avoidah, the Kavanis of Achila. And he says as follows. Hine, we're not going to go through... You know, I, I cut and pasted this, so it's not uh, all the Pratim. He said there, in order for a Jew to eat Bikdusha, the Mais Achila, the experience of Achila, has to be connected to the Midah of Chesed. To the Midah of Chesed. Now, on a very simple level, obviously, you know, a person's eating. It means the Rabbanu must be a Shefa, and there's Brachis, and it's Chesed. But deeper than that, there's a particular type of Chesed that the Rizal says is necessary to connect to in order to make sure that Achila is Bikdusha Tahara. What is that Chesed? You have to have an introduction. Here's the aside. I'll tell you outside first. The, the way the Rabbanu made the world in such a way is that everything, everything is, is, everything is yoyred melamala lamata. Right? Everything we have down here starts in the Olam HaSoyoyinim. The Rabbanu Shalom mashpia shafa and then it descends. It's Yoyerid Mishtal Shel. It descends from one level to the next and it becomes ever increasingly more physical. Right? So everything we have down here is physical, but everything is rooted in that which is spiritual. So things, so a person, a person, um, you go get gas. I don't know. You need gas in your car, so you go get gas, right? So where'd that gas come from? It came from the gas station. Where'd it come from? So everything comes from the Rabbanu Shalom, right? So, so, but, but the, the Rabbanu Shalom didn't just make gas, gasoline. What the Rabbanu Shalom did is, in the, it, the Rabbanu Shalom, it starts off something in the Olam HaSalyon. You know, there's a mitzias of what, what gas is in the Olam HaSalyon, whatever that is. It starts off as something ruchni. And slowly but surely, as so to speak, that mitzias ruchni descends and moves from level to level and becomes ever increasingly constricted and, 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 and physicalized, for lack of a, a better word. So eventually it turns into physical, the physical form that we experience, which is called uh, filling up your car with gas. But in its root, it's, it's a metzies ruchni that eventually becomes mis'ave, it becomes thick 
and becomes misgashim as it descends down here. Said the area Kaddish, but there is a Kayach in creation that ensures the following thing, that even as things are mishtalshal in this world and they become physical, they still retain their identity as elikus, and they still retain their identity as ruchni. So even though you engage with it as physical, but it's still defined and it's still relatable to you as a dover ruchni. That, that mechanism that ensures that as things descend down through the system of constriction and physicalization and slowly but surely things becoming tinier and tinier and tinier and more and more physical, the, the quality of constriction of things becoming more and more physical, more and more small, that's called gvura. That's the quality of, of gvura, of din, of constriction. But on the flip side, there is a mechanism in place to ensure that even as that's happening, there's something in, there's something, um, reta- there's something in place to retain <laughs> its spiritual quality. And that's called the shemkel. That's called the quality of chesed. Not stam chesed of giving. It's a chesed that, every, that, that enclothes, that, that, that that protects, that insulates everything that descends down the pipeline of creation to ensure that even as it gets down here all the way in the bottom and it becomes gasoline, it still retains its spark of divinity, so to speak. And there's a certain shame Kaddish that's involved in ensuring that process, in, 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 in giving everything its lavush, so to speak. It's, it's uh, th- this mechanism in place to ensure that it retains its identity of where, of where it originates as, and that's called the Shem Kel. This is called Chesed Kel Kol Hayyam, the whole day. The day means, the whole day means, no matter what's going on, from the highest madriga to the lowest madriga, from, the, from its origin to its destination. But Chesed Kel Kol Hayyam, the name, there's a meat of Chesed, which ensures that from the beginning until the very end, it remains true to itself and it never loses its identity and it always is, it always is uh, embedded in its root. It always retains its original identity and form, despite the fact that it constantly is changing and, and ship-shifting. And, 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 and uh, it, it's still... It, ship, uh, ship, shape-shifting, there you go. It's still doing that, but it's still retaining its identity. Right? That, that's, that's chesed. So let, let's see how the reason puts it inside. You have to know one No shefa comes from above. And goes through that 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 system of gevura, that system of din, of constriction, of changing, without it being enclosed in chesed first, ensuring that with all of its change, it always remains authentic to its origin. All shefa, when it descends from its origin point to come down here, it becomes thicker and it loses its strength. It loses its potency, it loses its identity. But the chesed we're talking about is a light of the six days of creation. Chazal said about the light of creation, that you could see from one end of the universe, it means that no matter what's going on from it's nothing's changing. That's what it means, to see from one end of the universe to the other. It means that nothing, nothing gets in its way. Nothing changes, you know what I mean? It's... Everything is transparent to that light. That's Sheshis, that's the R of Sheshis. Rebrashis, she mispashed misayfam vatsayfay. Ulaylam enemis ave, vein kaychinitash klalakla, it never loses its strength or its identity. The kolkach mer lamata kamay lamala, and it will be as illuminant down here 
as it was in its origin point. That's the meaning of the Pasuk. That Hashem commands His Chesed and, 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 and injects His Chesed in the days, in many days. What does that mean? It doesn't say that in the day. Daytime is always a, a marshal for Lichtekeit, for good things, right? Lila is already Golas, right? So Yom is always remembered. So it should say, that Hashem gives chesed by the day. It doesn't say that. It says, Yom Yitzav Hashem The meaning is, El Yom Yom L'Hoyres, Ki chesed hu Yom Alev, Fu Yom Yedekulu. Means that there's a meat of chesed, which is the ozel in kulu yaymen. That's the lashon of the of the of the The ozel in kulu yaymen. It's a chesed that travels through all days. So it could be this day and that day and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. Everything is different and it changes. Chesed kel kol hayoyim yoyim itzavashem chazday yoyim the ozel chesed the ozel in kulu yaymen. It travels through all days and it keeps things consistent and. Uh, and authentic. I'll give you an example, by the way. This is Mamish, uh, not our Sugyo. I mean, it is, but it's not really, not going into this too much. There are certain, there are certain things that we have in the Kavanas. <coughs> there, there are certain Kavanas that we have to bring Hashpas down. But then there's another part of the Kavanas, which is to be Malbish, the Hashpa, in this quality of Chesed. To ensure that as the Hashpas come down, it doesn't lose its quality, its identity. I'll give you an example. And the, 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 probably the most extreme, uh, uh, and the most obvious example of this in the Kavanas is by Sheikh Mulvin Esrig. Sheikh Mulvin Esrig, we do two times, right? We Sheikh Mulvin Esrig, you make the Bracha, Sheikh Yitzhanu, Antios Luluv, right? And then you Sheikh Mulvin Esrig. And then you Sheikh Mulvin Esrig by Halo. What's the Indian of uh, shaking it first and then shaking it again by hal? You know, the reason was makbid. The reason was makbid that it should be done in a sukkah, but the reason writes, it's been forged in Sharkavonis. The Rechem Vital brings down from, from, from the Ariyah Kaddish that Lechatchila, Mahadrim, and Mahadrim, Ubi Kedai, that the Nanuim of Halo should be mamish immediate with the Nanuim of, uh, of the Bracha. That's what he recommends, that if there's a sukkah in the shul, you know what I mean? So you go outside, you make a, you shake wool of an answer with the Bracha in the sukkah. And then from there, you go into the Nanuim of Hal. What's the meaning of the Nanuim of Hal? So Rizal says, in the Kavanis, it's like, the Rizal, in the Shark Kavanis, it's not so obvious. In the Rashash, and the Rashash develops it like this, that the Nanuim of the Bracha, that's, that's bringing Hashboyas. The Hashboyas of Das, there's a lot of Hashbo with that. The Nanuim of, of Halal is to ensure that those Hashboyas come with Yoim Mitzav Hashem Chazdai, with this Indian of Chesed Kel Kol of the chesed, the ozel, the to make sure that all the hashboys that they come down for the whole year, it sh- they should remain authentic to where they come from. So says the Riyak Kaddish, that's what Mavi Sharm is talking about over here, this is necessary by Achila. What ha- what's Achila? Achila is you eat something and, and you want to be sustained by it. But there's two parts to who you are. There's a guf and there's a nasham. So, so if you have something that, if an apple, yeah, you eat an apple. Where does this apple come from? So it comes from the oil Masalyayinim. But if by the time the apple gets down here, it's just an apple, then all it can do is sustain your body. How does it sustain your soul? The only way for the apple to sustain your soul is if the apple still has a soul. So in order for the apple to do its job to both sustain your body and soul, we have to make sure that when the apple became an apple, and when you engage with the apple, you're engaging not only with the physical apple as it descended to this world, but also as the apple, as it's still connected to its origin point, and it's still authentic to its origin point. Therefore, when it comes to Achila, it's very important that there should always be this idea of chesed kel kol of, of azal and kul Let's go back. 
So he had a kasha, the Beis Yosef, right? The Beis Yosef pointed out <coughs> that it doesn't make sense. Mamanashach, if we're saying, should you say the name Kale by benching? Or should you say the name Kale by the Brachov after the Megillah Sester? Whatever, it's the same question. It's a derivative of Elokeinu. So, so, so the question was, why do we have the minic of saying Kale by benching, but not saying Kale by, 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 by Mikra Megillah? The answer is two different shamas. When it comes to Mikra Megillah, if you were to say the shame kel, what type of shame kel are you talking about? What's the nusach of that bracha? Harav is rivenu, hadon is dinenu, hanoikim is nikmaseinu. It's talking about nakama, it's putting me this hadin. If you were to say the shame kel, what type of shame kel would be would be using? You'd be talking about me this hadin dikakel. So says Rav Amram Gain, uh, you just said the name kel when you said alakenu. Well, you have to say it again for it. But when it comes to benching, when you say the name Kale, that's not what you're talking about. You're not talking about the name Kale as derivative of Midas Adin. Adrav, the Rizal said, we have to be shaykh to what? To the Midas of Chesed, the Chesed Kale Kolyon, of Ozil and Kulyoyman, to make sure that everything that comes down in this world still retains its identity and nothing's changed. That's a different shame Kale. Over there we say, a Kale, a, a, a Vino Malkeno, and so on. That's, by the way, it's Davka, the fourth bracha of, of, of benching. What's the fourth bracha about? When, when, why did Chazal institute the fourth bracha? For the Haruge Beitar, right? Those that were killed in Beitar in the rebellion of Bar Kokhba, and they weren't, they were killed, and they, the, the, what was the nace? The nace was they weren't allowed to be buried, but months went by, who knows how long went by, and they were able to be buried, and they, the bodies didn't decompose. So, and that's how, Taiva Metev. What's Shaykh is the benching? What does it do benching? The answer is what's the site of that nace? What's the mechanism? How did the nace happen? That nace happened was that things didn't change. The body stayed the same. It didn't rot, it didn't deteriorate, it didn't. Become, it, didn't tr- it didn't move beyond its origin point. It still remained authentic to what it was. It didn't disintegrate. That's Mamish, that's, 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 the, kel kel yom. that's the name Kel. And that's exactly what we want to introduce with Achila to make sure that the apple doesn't change from when it gets from the highest place to the lowest place. And the piece of bread shouldn't change. And you shouldn't change through eating the apple and the piece of bread. So that's the, that's the insight over here. Akel Mishia, Akel Mishia. So maybe that's Akel Mishia. That maybe that's Taka. We have to think about that. And we get closer to the up, we'll, we'll we'll go back to it. But that Kel and Achanami. That's that's the Kel of Chesed. Akel Mishia, because we ultimately want not just Stam to get rid of. Uh, we don't. We don't just want to get rid of Haman. We want Mordechai to be Malimakim Haman. We want everything to go the Rechush of, uh, of the Goyim to go into the Rechush of Knesset Yisrael. That's a, a Chesed Kel Kol Yandik equality. If it were to start with a Kel, a Rovis Revenu, that's already a Kel of Elokeinu. After the Nakam is taken care of, now we can, now we can celebrate the Yeshua. That's a Kel Mishia. <clears throat> what comes out of all of this is that the name Kel, the name Kel, like we said, has two qualities. The name Kel you know, to a certain degree, there's a midas hadin quality of the name Kel, and Ravis uh, Yivenu, and so on. But then, in a deeper level, the shame Kel is a shame that's shining with a quality of something not changing, with something, even though it does change, it's still deeply rooted and deeply connected to its shayrish, to where it comes from. That it's, it's still shining with, with its origin point. So as I said, Malchus Yisrael comes, Malchus of David Melch comes and replaces the 31 kings, the 31 kings of, of Eretz Canaan. It means that Malchus-based David, in order for it to be a healthy Malchus, an authentic Malchus, it has to be shining with the Shem Kel. Why? What, and what, what does that mean? So take a look at Marmokah number four. There's a Medrash in Sifri. Sifri is by Midbar Yurches. 
So there's a certain aspect of this medrash we're not going to go into right now, although we can, but uh, we're not going to go into it. I, I say this now. We'll see what ends up happening. But it says it says like this. It says the Pasuk in Mishli, Bi malachim yimlaichu. With me, kings become kings. Who's me? Who's me? So says, so, 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 uh, says Mishli like this. Hoi Rishim ben Elazar Oimer. Rishim ben used to say, Mi gadol, who's greater? Hamamlech ay hamelech. The king or the one that makes the king? So certainly, the one that makes the king. Kol atzmam shashnek sarm, says Rav Hashem Lazar, the very essence of the two crowns that we have, which is keser kuna and keser malchus, enam bayim el mekaychashot tayra. It itself comes from the, crown of, from the strength of tayra, from the crown of tayra itself. Shnemar, bi malachim yimloyim. That from me, kings reign. In other words, who's the me? Tyra. That the tayra is the source from which malchus emanates. Now again, this, he throws in over here the crown of Kuna. It's not our sugi right now, but at least the crown of Malchus. In other words, what Rishim Laz is telling us aside, is that when you have a king sitting on the throne, Malchus based on where he's sitting on his throne, so what is that? And then you have a person from the Sanhedrin, or the Sanhedrin come to visit him. So there's, there's, there's what you see in Chitzainius, but then there's what's going on in Primius. In Chitzainius, these are two separate jobs, two separate authorities, two separate union. There's a king, and then there's a Sanhedrin. Now, when it comes to, in, in such a way, so uh, these are two separate things. Once there's two separate things, so now the question is, who has to give covet to who? Okay, so there's the halach of Saim Tassim Alech HaMelech, Shtei the very mitzvah of a king is, that, he, that he's the highest position. That's the mitzvah of a king, he's the highest position. But that's all in Chitzayim, yeah? Simple question. Yeah. So the Rambam says anyone. It doesn't make an exception. Even the, even the, the, the father has to be Yeah. No, no. The Rambam says not. The Rambam says no, no exceptions. Again, the only exception is 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 a Talmud Chacham. That's what we're figuring out. But in uh, a So no, in Chitzanius again. In Chitzanius, these are two separate positions. The the and anyone that comes to the king, the definition of a king is that he's the highest authority. But that's all in Chitzanius. But in Pneumius, bi malachim yimloichu. What does it mean bi malachim yimloichu? Is that the very nature of the malchus of David HaMelech and the malchus of a king is, in, is, is, a, is the packaging, is an expression of the Kesar Tyre. So in Pneumius, the, the very malchus of the king is nothing more than the expression of the malchus of the Talmud Chacham, the malchus of Tyre itself. But let's understand, that's why, that's why the Rambam said that that halacha, that the king has to honor the Talmud Chacham, is only B'tzina. It's only B'tzina, not B'tzina. Because B'tzina means Chitzainius, B'tzina means Pneumius. In Chitzainius, the Melech and the Talmud Chacham are two different authorities, two different uh, positions of power. And if it's two different positions of power, the king, the king uh, trumps all. But when it comes to B'tzina, when it's B'tzina already, it means in the Pneumius Dekamatsev, then the inner truth can come out, which is that the very nature of the Malchus of the king is really just, an ex- is just a, 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 a unique packaging to the Malchus of Tyre. But let's understand, that in order to ensure that the Malchus of the king retains its awareness of where it comes from, it has to be deeply connected to this shame kel. Now, the fact that Malchus Yisrael comes and usurps and takes over Eretz Yisrael, which was rooted in 31 kings, it means that the very nature of Malchus Yisrael, as it establishes itself in Eretz Yisrael, is deeply connected to that Shem Kel, which guarantees that even though the Melech will descend and move into, and manifest as his own seat of power and become what seems to be very different than the origin of his power, which is Torah itself, the, the, the Halach... Hilchis Malachim, embedded in the laws of kings, is what? Is that there's a mitzvah on the king, at least Betzina, to honor the Talmud Chacham. 
that's not a that's not a contradiction to the covet of the melech. That is the that's the that's the that's the that's the, that's the inner nature of what the melech is. Is that it's an extension of 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 the Torah itself, and that is baked into Malchus Yisrael from the fact that it, Malchus Yisrael comes from a position of th- taking over thirty one kings. Because the name was again, what's the name? Kel mean? The name Kel means that whatever whatever packaging it ends up taking, it's still authentic and it still remembers where it comes from, and it's still just an extension of where it comes from. So baked into the Melch Yisrael is this reality of the Shem Kel, which guarantees that as it becomes its own position of power, it, 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 it itself recognizes that all it is is all it is is a malchus that's an extension and a derivative of the Keser Tyre. And so this is where you have that within Hilchas Molochim, this is, see, it's interesting. Again, we, I always mention this. The Rambam is meticulous, not only in his wording, but where he puts things. <clears throat> the Rambam put this halacha that the king has to honor Talmud Chacham. He didn't put this in Hilchas Talmud Tair. He put this in Hilchas Molochim. Even though you can say, of course, well, he's talking about the union of a king, so I get it. <laughs> but uh, you know, that, that's a classic uh, disagreement amongst Mepharshim and the Rambam. Some Mepharshim and the Rambam will, 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 will often say that. Yeah, why the Rambam put it there? Just, uh, you know, it, it flows better if you put it there. But uh, by the briskers and so on, the, the tradition is that's not good enough from the Rambam. If it's, if it's in a particular place, that's the nature of the halacha. So that means if this halacha that the king has to honor a Talmud Chacham is in Hilchas Molochim, not in Hilchas Talmud is because this is not, a, this is not the, the king ignoring his covet and, you know, I'll put my covet aside after I'm a Talmud Chacham. No, no, no. This is, the, this is, this is this, him honoring a Talmud Chacham is is an expression of, of the pnimius of what his malchus is. This is why he, there's a mitzvah, in Hilchus Molochim, the king has to honor the Talmud Chacham, and Davka Bitzina, because this is the pnimius of what the Melech is. But this idea that the nature of malchus itself is really, is still in congruence, is still deeply rooted with what? With Bi Molochim Imloichu, is, is, is through the Shem Kel, and that's why, the, the, again, coming from Malchus Yisrael, taking over Eretz Canaan, which had 31 kings to it. So in, when Yeshua Benon is engaging with the 31 kings, he's thinking the name Kel of Haravis Rivein Hanoik Misnik Maseinu with Midas Adin, the name Elokim. But after all the enemies are, ta- are, are destroyed, and the Inyan that was maybe unripened until this point now is able to manifest in full, then what comes out at the end is the name Kel that's shining with Chesed Kel Kol of Ozlan Kul Yoimin, of Yoim Tzav Hashem Chazdai, that in the Melech Yisrael that it's established in that place of Canaan, the chefts of Malchus, it's It's just an extension of Torah itself. This is, by the way, the Indian of Kuhun also. Again, I, I said I wasn't going to, but I don't care. So the, he, the Medrash brings down, Rishim Allah has said that, uh, that uh, Keser Kuhun also has this quality. That, that's why Keser Kuhun is also, Kuhun is also has to be deeply rooted with the name Kel as well. You know, Tumecha Vurecha, Leish, Chasidecha. The Kuhun was given Dafka to Aaron Right, because Aaron Akayin, Aaron is called the Ish Chasidach, the Ish of Chesed. What does it mean Chesed? Avram Avinu's Chesed. What does it mean Chesed? Every year there's a Rachman and Baishon Gemli Chasad. What does it mean? The Chesed of Tumech of Rechel Ish Chasidach doesn't mean the Chesed of just I'm giving stock or whatever. The chesed, that that that's a Chesed of Ozm Kol Yaimid. And no matter what happens, Aaron Akayin means everything is still as it was in the beginning. He doesn't lose. He doesn't get lost in the. In the Chagadi, he doesn't get lost in that. He always remains by the Shirish. That's Aaron Akain. That's why when Aaron Akain, the Chazal say that Aaron Akain was given the the, the Kuna because you know uh, 
that when Pasuk says, Hashem said to Moshe, that's the best parasha, go to Midbar, and so you'll meet Aaron, right? Varoch of a sonach believable. See, you'll mamash be, be happy. So does it mean? It means that there's a lot of cheshbonus that Aaron could have had. That's what Moshe was concerned, right? That there's a lot of cheshbonus that Aaron could make. The, you, know, I, you know, I was taking care of them in Mitzrayim, you left, and all of a sudden you're the king, I'm not the king. But Aaron never, Aaron never, like, when Aaron saw Moshe, they just, like, it was just Aaron and Moshe as, like, kids uh, playing in Gan. You know, he didn't, he didn't see, like, oh, it's and, you know, I became someone at this point, I'm already the leader, and you're not. Like, Aaron never fell into that trap of, like, where are you holding now? Like, Aaron is still always in the beginning, you know? That's why Aaron is able to bring, the kuhun is able to bring a kapar to Yid. And right? when Yid comes to bring a karban, it means he's stuck in Inyanim, right? He's stuck in a... So what's the kain do? The kain just restarts. Let's go back. Let's go back to how everything started. That's what a kain does. That's what a karban is. A karban is things moved from the highest world all the way to the lowest place, and it's mamish a sheep, a goat, uh, whatever it is, a cow. And what is the carbon? What's a carbon? The Zayar says that the Rebbe uh, Shimon, once asked his father, says in Zayar, the Rebbe Shimon uh, asked his father, what's the site of a carbon? So what's the site of a carbon? So Rebbe Shimon, the whole mice over there, how Rebbe Shimon answered. Rebbe Shimon answered basically that a carbon is, you take something that's mamish from the lowest place, and you reconnect it to Ain Saif itself. Mamish Ain Saif. That's what a carbon is. And I, what happened to everything in the middle, it looks like a cow, it's Ain Saif. That's, 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 uh, that's Kuna. So chesed kel kol yom, again, and it's baked into kuna. The name kel is baked into it. In order to ensure that just like the king shouldn't, uh, you know, think he's his own malchus, so the kain also shouldn't think he's his own malchus. Like Rosh Hashim Lazar said, kolatzim shal shnei kisorim keser kuna vekeser malchus, einem bayim el mekaycha shal tayr. That's bimulachim imulachim. No? Shem shalblasa stak vish bizaycha to uh, have all these, all these malchias returned to us and rooted in the ikr malchus, which is tayr itself, in elakus, v'yaz kol tzadik v'rachim, v'yaz kol tzadik v'rachim, v'yaz kol tzadik v'rachim, v'yaz kol tzadik v'rachim, v'yaz kol